the Business and Leadership Podcast with Jared Graydeal. Hey guys, welcome back to the Business and Leadership Podcast. Um, Really, really excited about this show or this episode. Today we're going to be talking about three ways to get unstuck and to stay there forever. Um, But before we get into the content, as always, guys, if you've enjoyed the show, um, please make sure to share it with a friend, um, a coworker, anybody that you think it'll add value to. We make sure to keep the episodes 15 to 20 minutes long. That way it's something you can listen to on the way to work, something noteworthy that you can listen to on your break at work, um, and something that really adds value to your life of leadership or your life in the business world or both. Um, If you haven't already, please leave us a review. The reviews help us to get found on iTunes and wherever you find podcasts, so we'd be really grateful for that. And if this is your first time tuning in, um, welcome to the show. We hope this adds value to your life. So let's get into three ways to get unstuck and stay there forever. So what really you know, uh, motivated me to, to write this episode is the fact that periodically throughout my life, even as someone who's really task-oriented, goal-oriented, um, I can find myself stuck, and I've reflected on the ways that I've gotten out of those seasons quicker than most. And so the first question to ask yourself is, have you ever felt stuck? Maybe right now you're in that season where you feel like you're not making progress, um, and this this will really add value to your life, but if you've ever been there before, chances are you're going to be there again. So what I mean by that is if you're in the same routine forever or if you're just not growing in any way, here's the, the truth, you're not alone. A study of 2,000 people found that 69% feel trapped in the same old routine over and over, and 40% are generally unhappy with their lives because of it. Now, in this article or in this podcast, I'm going to outline the three main reasons that people get stuck in the first place, and I'm going to give you three ways to get unstuck, and then I'm going to give you practical examples of your next steps so you can live a life of endless personal growth. But first, why is getting unstuck even that important? especially if you're comfortable. Let's say that you feel stuck, but you really don't mind. So according to Bronnie Ware, a palliative care nurse, the greatest regret people had when they were in their deathbed was I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. She goes on to write, this was the most common regret of all. When people realize that their life is almost over and they look back clearly on it, It is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Many people had not honored even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to their choices they had made or not made. So the goal here is to not wait until our last days to realize our potential and regret the way that we lived our lives. God has created each and every one of us for some form of greatness, whether it's to be the best third grade teacher in the world or the quickest and most accurate delivery driver for UPS or FedEx, or the next president of the United States. Either way, it's our responsibility to find that out and to figure out how to get there and to stay unstuck. Now, the three main reasons why people get stuck, the first one is we don't set goals. According to the best research, less than 3% of Americans have written goals and less than 1% review and rewrite their goals on a daily basis. Why? 
The primary reasons people don't set goals is because they don't know how. They're scared of failure or they're just not serious enough. The second reason why people get stuck in the first place is because when we do set goals, if you're that 3% that does set goals, when we do set goals, we just suck at it. Let's be honest. Studies show that under 25% of us actually stick to our New Year's resolutions after 30 days and only 8% even accomplish them. Clearly, there's something wrong with how we're setting our goals. Why are we setting bad goals? Because most of us just don't know how. Brian Tracy, who's a self-development author and goal-setting expert, says one of the greatest tragedies of our educational system is that you can receive 15 to 18 years of education in our schools and never once receive a single hour of instruction on how to set goals. Number three is we are too one-track minded about growth. Most people think growth is linear, assuming you can only grow in one way at a time and then people get stuck on it. For example, if you're trying to get a promotion at work, typically what you'll do is you'll dial in to that lifestyle it takes to get a promotion and you'll forsake everything else going on in your life. Or let's say you're trying to lose weight. You do a mediocre job at work. You might hang out with your friends if if it's convenient or if you can make time. But what you focus 100% of your attention on is your fitness goals. The problem is, is that if we stay there, and even once we've potentially reached our goal, we don't often think to diversify until we've sunk into the depressive state of being stuck again. What I mean by that is if you focus narrow-mindedly on your fitness goal and you reach that, and you look back and you realize, man, you've done a bad job at work and you've let your friends go, that's how you get stuck in those other areas of your life. So now that we've covered the bad news and the not-so-fun statistics, here's the good news. You can change. Getting unstuck isn't that hard, I promise. It's just a few simple steps that you have to practice regularly. You can live a life of greatness, you can fulfill your potential, and you can be happy doing it. And most importantly, you can start right now. You can start right after this episode. Not next Monday, not next month, and definitely not next January. So here's the three ways to get unstuck and how to stay there forever. The first way is to identify all the areas at which you can grow. In the last episode, I talked about the four quadrants. Uh, That episode is seven life hacks to mastering work-life balance. So definitely tune into that episode. Again, I think it's 13 or 14 minutes long. Um, And I review the seven life hacks to mastering work-life balance. But in that show or in that episode or in that article, I wrote about the four main quadrants of focus in life. Family, business, health, and hobbies. So um, in that particular episode, I basically outline all the different ways that you can grow. And so for you, you need to outline that as well. Um, Again, it's family, business, health, and hobbies. Now, although what falls in these quadrants might be different for you than it is for me, I still think everyone's life should have these these four main areas to focus on which you can grow in. So within each quadrant, there are sub-levels of focus. So for example, for family, You have friendships, you have your spouse, you have your children, you have your siblings, you have your parents, then you have your extended family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, etc. The question is, what can you do today to grow in any of these quote-unquote family relationships? 
let's say that you're an only child and your family lives across the country so you can focus on your friendships for example now the next quadrant is business within business we have the sub levels of focus which would be your full-time job potential side hustle your investments your other opportunities and then all the relationships that pertain to the above right in business you have your staff or your co-workers or your business partners or your community partners or your managers your boss your leaders your business vendors etc now the question is what can you do today to grow in any of these quote-unquote business related areas the third quadrant is your health and this I think is the greatest quadrant side note I look at health in three ways physical mental and psychological and spiritual with mental and psychological being the same way so how can you grow in your health nutrition exercise sleep education or continued education and then church or whatever religious establishment you may or may not be a part of so for health those are the things those are the sub levels of focus for me the question is what can you do today to grow in any of these quote-unquote health related areas the last quadrant is your hobbies within hobbies the sub levels of focus are things like traveling art music reading writing or extra skills or activities this could be archery shooting guns riding bikes motorcycle things like that now the question is what can you do today to grow in any of these personal quote-unquote hobbies now the second way to get unstuck and to stay there forever is to set smart goals smart is an acronym so smart goals are goals which are specific measurable achievable relevant and time bound again smart is an acronym for specific measurable achievable relevant and time bound for example if you know that you're overweight instead of saying I want to lose weight this year which is too vague and immeasurable or instead of saying I'm going to lose 20 pounds in a month which is unachievable or unhealthy or instead of saying I'm going to do a juice cleanse which is irrelevant to the long-term goal and potentially immeasurable say this instead I want to lose 20 pounds this year which is relevant and specific I'm going to lose one pound a week by exercising three times a week and watching what I eat which is measurable and achievable and by December which is in 20 weeks which is time bound I will reach my goal I like to set three different types of goals my personal goals which is family and health my professional goals which is business and then my play goals which are my hobbies now number three the third way to get unstuck and to stay there forever is to reference your goals daily weekly and monthly now that might seem overwhelming but just stay with me this is the easiest one which is good and bad it's good because it takes very little work literally in order to read your goals daily you just simply have them in your your notes on your phone and you just breeze through them to read them weekly you can invest a little bit more time and read them but you can take actionable steps toward them and to read them monthly you just again you're going to invest a little bit more time and then take even more actionable steps towards the long-term ones the reason why it's bad 
is because it's very easy to not do. It seems so unimportant over time, but don't be fooled, this is actually the biggest step. So what you're gonna do is write down all of your goals where you can reference them daily and very easily. I put mine in my iPhone notes and on a whiteboard in my office. The second thing is to set a reminder in your phone to read them daily. Reading them takes three minutes and setting a reminder takes five seconds. Now when you see one that stands out that you need to begin working towards, set a time during the weekend to plan how you will achieve this goal. Now at the end of each month or the beginning of each new month, set aside time to audit your goals, track how well you're doing, where you might be falling short, what you need to change, and most importantly, what you need to celebrate. This is a big step. If you're accomplishing your goals, make sure to celebrate. So, quick recap, and then I'm gonna get into some very practical examples. The three main reasons why people get stuck. One, we don't set goals. Two, when we do set goals, we suck at it. Three, we are too one-track minded about growth. But that's okay, because we can change. So here are the three ways to get unstuck and stay there forever. One, identify all the areas where you can grow. You have business, health, family, and hobbies. Two, set smart goals. Three, reference them daily, weekly, and monthly. Now as promised, here are some practical examples. Let's say you wanna grow in your family. Set a goal to hang out with your friends one night a week. Now when you read this in your notes, start a group chat with your buddies and ask if any of them are free for dinner and then make sure it gets scheduled. If your friends are good with their calendar, try to schedule one once a week or once a month with them. Another example is to set a goal to have at least one date night with your spouse. Put it on the calendar as a reoccurring appointment and make sure to ask her in advance what she's in the mood for. Another example for family would be to set a goal to talk to your parents more and set a reminder in your phone on your least busy day to call parents. Now setting reminders to follow up with people in your family might sound robotic, it might sound task oriented, but what's worse than not doing that is forgetting to. So. Set a goal to talk to your parents more, put it in your calendar, call parents. Now with business, here's three examples. One, set a goal for two million in revenue for the year, then break that down quarterly, which is 0.5 million or 500,000, monthly, which is 167,000, and weekly, which is 38,500. Then get with your team and strategize what it takes to reach that goal and measure it week over week. Example number two, set a goal to delegate a major task of yours to one of your direct reports by a certain time period, then establish the steps to reach that goal and identify what you will do with your time once that's done. Example number three, set a goal to increase profitability by 2% by the end of the quarter and do an internal audit of all your expenses. Get rid of unnecessary expenses that have accrued over time, pay off high interest debts, and renegotiate what you can. Here are three examples for health. Example one, set a goal to get 49 hours a week of sleep. On the nights you don't get seven, try to make up for it the next day. Make sure to catch up by Monday and start all over again. Example number two, set a goal to eat healthy 80% of the time. Now if you eat 21 meals a week, this allows you four cheat meals per week. 
Figure out ahead of time what four places you will have your cheat meal so you can enjoy it as much as possible and be healthy the rest of the week. Example number three, set a goal to bench press 250 pounds by December and break down weekly how much stronger you need to get. If you're benching 180 right now, that means you need to bench 70 pounds more. Realistically, you may be able to go up five pounds every two weeks. So five pounds every two weeks, 70 pounds, that's 14 weeks. Now create a 14 week workout program that incorporates bench press often enough to grow in that area. Hobbies, here's three examples. One, set a goal for how many new destinations you wanna visit this year, then look at your calendar, reference your paid time off, and schedule those trips ahead of time, and then request that paid time off if necessary. Example number two, set a goal to read 12 books in the year and pick out the books. Then identify how many pages per day you'd need to read in order to read one book a month. Hobbies example number three, set a goal to get a soccer game together with one of your old teammates, reach out to all of them, and make a Facebook post. Then schedule a game once every month. Now even after doing all of this, you're still going to find areas where, even when you're trying your hardest, you will get stuck in. When trying to lose weight, you'll reach a plateau. When you've gotten the promotion, you know, what's next? The main point is you can always grow. Once you hit that plateau or reach that goal, look at everything else. If you've outlined all the areas and all the four quadrants, then you should be easily able to recognize an area where you can grow, whether it's small or big, and create the strategy to do so. Life will always have its ups and downs, its highs and lows. It's your responsibility to focus on what you can control and then make the best out of whatever season you're in. That is the end of the episode, guys. I hope that added some practical tips to how you can get unstuck and stay there forever. If you enjoyed the show, or if there's something that stood out to you, we'd love to hear about it. Leave comments on the YouTube channel. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. Um, share this episode with anybody you think will enjoy it and that it'll help. Share it with your coworkers, um, staff members, some of your employees, friends, family, things like that. And as always, please leave us a review. And I'd love to hear more about what you do to get unstuck. So if you've got anything to add to this, please let us know. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in to the Business and Leadership Podcast. We'll talk to you next time.